the title of this message, I, I listed it as this. On your marks, get set, and go. Some of you guys have been doing that all your life. And when you think of that actual, you know, hashtag or phrase, on your marks, get set, go, you're actually thinking about a race. The first thing that comes to mind is that actual, um, that movie, Cool Runnings. You guys remember that in there? I mean, everybody was the best, best, best inside of their sprint and everything. And everybody tripped up at the end and they had to divert and win the race a different way. Well, in life, um, the Bible talks about life as a race. And when I use the metaphors today, in life, I'm going to be connecting that to a race. Um, from the moment we were conceived, our race began. There's been a fight for our lives from the moment you were conceived. In life, there's a start and there's a finish. And my hope is that when you guys leave this platform today, you will continue to, to fight the good fight of faith, to not limit yourself, to always think higher, to have higher values of yourself and others, and go the distance so that years to come, weeks to come, months to come, you come back here and inspire and continue to inspire the next generation of people advancing over challenges. The first verse that comes to mind in the Bible, it's in 1 Corinthians um, chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. It says, everyone who competes in the games um, goes into strict training. First thing that pops out to me is that without preparation, our rate of success in anything that we do is very low. We just can't get into our race, right? We got to stretch. We, we, we got to get a coach, we got to get mentorship, we got, to do, we got YouTube now where we can see tips from other people who run the same race we run. So there's a preparation time. Before leading up to a race or a track event, runners change their routine. You know, they, they spend more time practicing. They, they say no um, to certain social things right away because there's a goal, there's a vision, there's crossing that finish line that they have um, to actually accomplish. A, a runner realizes that the time draws near when the race would take place. There's a level of anticipation. I mean, even the World Cup, even though that's not a physical race, there's a level of anticipation. These guys are taken from their clubs. They're actually grouped together in a team. Some of them know each other, some of them don't. They practice, but when that actual first ball pass off, it is showtime. It is showing what preparation in private life and now opportunity to advance yourself publicly actually accomplish. And so we've got to take this preparation today serious. This is by far one of my best graduations I've been to, and I commend the family, the friends, and the faculty, and the government uh, that lead, the ministers that lead the school. But it's awesome because you guys are our are case in point, going over hurdles, conquering challenges, and keep on going to be self-motivated. So here's your time to shine. This is your beginning. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. So guess what? The person actually thinks about ah, the race is coming. In order to gain maximum result, he intensifies his training routine. Some of you guys had to re-read certain things. You guys had to go back and practice lessons. You guys had to actually think about motivating yourself that day before the actual um, exams, the sitting gills, the mock test. These are tests that uh, Mr. Brian uh, mentioned that everybody else. So you guys had to intensify. Some of you probably failed before. And you're like, uh -uh, that's not going to happen to me again. I'm going to put in the work. I'm going to prepare and I'm going to show the world and I'm going to show myself that I'm able to do this. All right? So you intensify your race. You begin to have a focus in your life. Well, like like the wise, like the wise man who trains, we have to get ready for life. In fact, you have just completed 12 rigorous years. Some of us, 14 years because if we count kindergarten or 13 years. 
12 rigorous years of training, every day being motivated like my friend who walked to school. Man, commend you. Because when I run on the road, hey, that hot sun out there is rough. And um, the, the drive by, the people don't really blow too much like they used to and encourage you. But I have to commend you. How many times people wake up with a little bug in their stomach and they call in sick? Oh, man. You know, Felix, I can't make it. And I used to, I used to manage people, so I know that if I have a long weekend, somebody might be calling and sick on a Tuesday. And by this young man coming every day, what's his name again, Mr. Linval for sure. By him coming and ever work, he's creating a habit to say, listen, I don't care. I could, it could be raining, it could be limitations on me. I'm gonna get there because in the end, there's a goal. Passing this line, beginning a new chapter, showing my family, showing my friends, showing myself that regardless of any limitation, um, society, anybody might put on me, there's no limits in who I believe I can be and who can I achieve. So I commend you, young man. Each of you are our world class, world class students. Mr. Um, Brian mentioned that you guys were sitting 50% above the, the compared different schools with different challenges with students. That's commendable. You and your family members and friends today are beginning a new race though. This part is end. This, this, this arena of school, this 12 and 14 years or 13 years of rigorous training is about to end and the world is out there. Today marks the beginning of your transition from the training ground of, in your high school to entering a new arena called the world. And I don't want you to get frightened about the world. I don't want you to get frightened. The reason I said that is because don't get scared, don't get frightened about the world because the world outside of you isn't as powerful as the world inside of you. Don't get frightened about the world out there. Make sure that the world in here, your thought life, how you see yourself is greater than any challenges that you might face out there. Because if you could win the battle in here and in here, there's no actual challenge that can actually limit you out there. So don't let nobody frighten you about the challenge of getting a job, or challenges of, of actually being fathers and mothers and, and leaders in society. You guys have already shown your staff, your, your people that support you, the staff, your friends, that you can do great things. I encourage you to take a winning attitude and mindset that you have established in this prestigious institution and go and conquer every mountain that has your name on it. There's challenges out there that have your name on it. And it's only a challenge for other people because you were made to conquer it. And it's gonna happen in your day, just a regular day, there's gonna be a challenge that may present itself and today just might be that day that you conquer that mountain. I think of a guy called David in the Bible. He was just handing out bread and milk. Bread and milk. His, his big brothers over there. What's up, guys? You guys fighting? How you guys doing? They were building. They were training for battle. He was a regular guy, regular shepherd boy, doing the things that nobody wanted to do. And I began to realize that if you do the things that nobody wants to do, God could trust you with the things that nobody else can do. And I began to see that in my own life and the life of people that inspired me, encouraged through my church and ministry. This guy stepped on the scene. And there's a guy named Goliath. You guys know the story. There's a guy almost 10 feet. He's taunting the people for 40 days. He's like, if you can present a warrior that can fight me, you become your slave. But if I win the battle, you become my slave, and I'll get victory for my nation called the Philistines. But guess what? This guy with his milk and cookies, his bread for his friends and his family, he begins to hear. He's like, hey, there's a reward for this guy who wins this guy, who beats this guy? Yeah. He got a wife. How many guys want a wife? Yeah, he want a wife. 
you know, you get toxic. My boy won't work. Like I work in the HSC, getting that paper. I don't get a wife. And, and, and David said, I don't get a wife with this if I beat this guy? Yeah, but that's not the only thing. You're not going to get no taxes on your money ever again. What? And I'm going to be a general or a leader in the, in the actual Saul's army? I can do this. But guess what? In order to win the battles that were made for you to win, you can't fight it the way Felix does. You gotta wear your armor. You gotta, you gotta keep that attitude that you've learned, brother, in this school. That motivation that takes you higher when everything seems to be crumbled. That encouragement that you dig down deep inside. Because one day, all you have to do is step up and face the light. It's your halfway there. But at least show up to fight. At least show up to overcome the adversity that might be at hand. Because your world that is within you is bigger than the world is out you. Guess what? The guy stood up, he threw a stone, and a stone killed the actual Goliath, the soldier, the giant that pulled the whole nation captive. So when you face your challenges, you actually bring breakthrough to the people around you. There's things that you're going to conquer in life that your family will prosper from because you have stepped up and faced your life. And let me tell you something, society itself will be elevated when you slay your giants. So you have to keep this mindset, this high value of yourself. Every one of you also need to change your diet. I should change mine, I put on like 20 pounds in three years. But when I'm talking about diet, I'm, I'm talking about changing your mindset. You have to actually begin to filter the negativity that the world wants to project on you. You actually have to have a recycle bin, throw that in the trash, and daily you have to press empty. You guys know what I'm talking about in computer? When you finish with a file, when it has on your RAM or your drive, and it's in a little notification pops and say you don't have that much space left, hey, delete that. Delete the unnecessary junk in your mind because think on thoughts that are high, that are good, that are prosperous, that are worthy, that are notable because those are the thoughts that are going to lay a foundation for the impossible in your life. So change your diet. You have to change your diet when you're an athlete. You can't carry excess baggage on this race. Any athlete would tell you, he goes in strict training, he begins to diet, he begins to lean off the starches, he begins to do a little bit more cardio because there's going to be a time in the race and the gun goes off and you're going to have to run. And you have to leave all the negativity behind. Listen, in verse 20, it says, Therefore I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I don't fight like a man beating the air. One thing um, that all runners have in common is that when they get on the racer's block, their eyes are not focused on the crowd or their opponent. Their eyes are focused on the finish line. Hey, there's always going to be distractions when you get in the block to do your destiny. There's always going to be that naysayer in the crowd that says it's impossible. But block that out, create that filter, and keep your eye on the prize. Whatever that prize may be. For some of you, it might be college. For some of you, it actually might be getting employment. For some of you, it's about getting employment, being on your own, getting your apartment, and marrying the woman of your dreams or the husband of your dreams. For some of you, it's about going after things and going after designs and, and, and creativity that you want to do. Don't limit that. Block out the people in the crowd because in the end of the day, it's the inner world you have to protect. One of the things I want to leave with you is this, Proverbs 29 verse 18, where there's no vision, people perish. Let me explain to you who's the best nation in the world. You guys know what the best nation in the world is? The best nation, the baddest nation, the strongest nation in the world, the most prosperous nation in the world. Let me give you a clue. The biggest nation, strongest nation, the most powerful nation in the world is imagination. Your imagination. You see, everything that you have achieved, successful businessmen, teachers, everything that you have achieved was first achieved in here. And if you can actually think higher and dream, don't kill your dreams, guys. 
genes is what, what makes this world go round. Everything that we have in this capacity right now, that some things that I'm wearing, some things that you're wearing with somebody dream. Electricity was somebody dream. The guy who made electricity said, oh, you thought 900 and something times of how not to make a, a light bulb. He said, did you feel discouraged? No, I know 900 and something ways that it doesn't work. So even in not accomplishing things at times, you learn lessons that become blessings for your future. The greatest nation in the world is your imagination. If you can think it, you can conceive it, you believe it, you'll achieve it. What God is saying in Proverbs 29 is this. If you are living to accomplish nothing, then you will perish or expire. If you are living to accomplish nothing, you will perish or expire. For you graduates, that is not the case. When you started out in this race, completing high school and education, overcoming the hurdles and challenges that actually awaited you to come here, I am sure that it seemed mountainous. But you all entered and endured to the end by participating, by persevering, and taking one day at a time. And today you sit before us successful students of Lighthouse School. Give them a round of applause. In my eyes, you guys are all winners. Let me just kind of give you some encouragement as a bigger brother. I don't want you guys to see me as a pastor. You see me as a big brother that you can just look up to. How many of you guys are familiar with hurdles in, in track? In track, hurdles, right? We got one guy named Ronald Forbes, Ronald Forbes. He does 110 meters and he represents Cayman on numerous occasions. And I love this race because runners not only have to run fast, they also have to jump over an obstacle, something in their way called a hurdle. And the thing is that between themselves and the finish line, there are hurdles. Between yourself and the victory in your life, there's gonna be hurdles. But let me give you some tips. In life, there will be hurdles that we would have to jump over, and trust me when I tell you, it might not be easy. But every hurdle that you actually overcome, every challenge that you overcome, everything between you and your goals and your vision and your destiny, once you jump over it, you develop momentum. And you don't have to look back, you just keep on going and keep on flowing. And so every victory that you have, whatever that is, today's victory, last week's victory, that is momentum for you to stand upon and believe higher for yourself and for the people around you. It says this about a runner. You know, when a runner runs in a race, First Corinthians chapter 9 says, No, I beat myself or make my body, I beat my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. He's not actually talking about beating himself physically. He's saying that I put my body under subjection to my vision. So after I have done all this stuff, I'm still going to be focused on winning the prize. No matter what you face, keep the prize. We're, we're, we're actually people who are motivated by rewards. Keep your reward focus. When we have finished our race and we return um, and, and we return and be able to what the apostles say. And when we finish our race, when we finish the course in life, because there's a start and a finish, let's just do what Apostle Paul says. He says this in 2 Timothy chapter 4. It says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness with the Lord. The Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to those who have longed for his appearing. You know, in closing, my church name is Journey. And we meant Journey, we were very strategic because every one of us is on a journey. Now, I don't know if you ever run in the local marathons here, but not a lot of fit people running. A lot of unfit people running. And I'm one of those unfit people. But what I learned is that if I just keep on going, I'll get to the end. 
Okay, it's okay to rest, guys. It's okay to go to the, the, the water shop, get some water, stretch, get a snack, get a banana, get a granola. It's okay to rest, guys. I'm not saying to just run yourself out, guys. It's okay to rest, but what's not okay is to quit. It's okay to rest, but don't quit. And each year by my home, I see runners, thousands of them, keep on running. And everybody get the crowd applause, like what Mr. Brian said. Everybody get a medal. And it's not about how you place, it's that if you finish the race. Because there are people in naysayers that are not even in the race that will judge you. Don't listen to them. They have never fought the fight you fought. They have never faced the challenge you faced. And they'll never win the race of your life because it's only destined for you. Let me say this in closing. Know that, know that even though the race or the chapter in life is over, this chapter, this high school chapter is over, there are many more races out there to run. And each race you complete better equips you. It acts, as I said before, momentum for the ones that are ahead. Know that your life has value. Guys, you're, you're, you're valuable. You're precious. You're made with purpose. There's a destiny there. Your life is going to bring a gap and bridge the gap to many people. You're going to make him a prosperous. You're going to make your family prosperous just because you said yes to a vision into a dream to even pass this stage in your life right now. Know that you guys have value. Know that you guys have a divine purpose that one fits you. Know that you are different. Know that you are not special just because you're special. Know that you are unique. Know that there's none like you. Mr. Thompson, there's none like you. Mr. Javier, there's none like you. Mr. Campbell, there's none like you. Mr. Seabanks, there's none like you. Mr. Miles, there's none like you. McKenzie, there's none like you. Mr. Fireman, there's none like you. No, there's none like you. Know that you're special. Know that God put a purpose in your life that only suits you. And last but no, most certainly not least, know that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. I speak to you guys today because I am proud of you. I don't know what awaits you after this, but let the momentum of this thing be in your dreams, be in your vision, and let yourself focus on the next stage of life. Remember, those that finish the race will get the reward. Amen. Give them a round of applause. I'm going to close in prayer. And we go from there.